Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to the Flats and Shanks podcast, um, Six Nations oh, yeah. Squad This is a professional special. one. This is a professional yeah. one. We change our Six voices. Six Nations Squad special. It's not a Six Nations Squad special. It's just they've just announced them, so we'll talk about them. If, um, is that your news voice? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or Crime Watch Gravitas. Look, uh, we're recording this remotely. We're not together. Um, but, Tommy, I want you to know that I am in my house. Um, sitting inside my recently restored windows and Mark did a really good job. He said there's only so much I can do with these old things, but he did a really good job. The heating is on, the radiator is on next to me, hot to the touch, and I am wearing a T-shirt, a sweatshirt, a hoodie, a woolly hat, and I'm under a blanket. And I'm not going to talk about money and numbers because it's crass, but I've spent... I have, yeah, no, no, it's not true. I have spent the equivalent of a very nice family car restoring all of my windows because we're not allowed to replace them. I was told not even to ask um, by the planners. And I'm still freezing cold and still got my heating on full blast to keep me freezing cold. When so I look know. at your house, mate, I think cold. Expensive yeah. to heat up. Do you know what? I'm 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 egging it up. I'm over egging it. It's vastly improved since we had the windows done. What but I, I still like to complain is that when it does get boiling hot in the summer, thirty degrees plus, it's going to be heaven for you. Nice it's cool, cool in inside. It's not that bad either. I'm. It is not that bad. I just have. I just rushed up here because I just got back from town. Didn't have time to take my layers off. I will be too hot in ten minutes, but it'd be too late by then. What are you doing in town? Just sign a few autographs. Send a load of people. I just I I run through the food market, the fruit and veg market. I just run through there in my joggers, um, the the grey ones, so you can see my genitalia like Rocky Balboa. And I just run through there. And do you know what? I just make a few people's day by saying hi. They chuck apples at me. Um, can you steps up I for Doddy That's what you're doing. What I do is yeah, I take a bite out of the apple and then I just hurl it at a toddler or a passing dog. Um, that's all I do. I do you know where spirit, else mate. is good for markets? Breathe. I've been doing a little bit of research because we're going to breathe this weekend and it's very famous for 
market. So I think I might Do just you know, have a little stroll around mm. the markets, have a bit of food. They, they've got live poultry there. Um, might, text, might text get Goody. myself a chicken and take text it back Goody. to the hotel room. Or Noonie or Tomo or something I'll like that. I've texted Noonie. There you go. Rather him than Goody. Why? Oh, Goody be looking for gigs, won't he? Non-stop. Once he gets oh, my number. Oh. Of course he will. You looking for anyone to do a Q&A with? No, mate. I'm fine. The new, he's a new Lee Byrne, mate. <laughs> um, Mr. Q&A. I keep, I've been secretly wondering, wasn't going to air this publicly, I've been secretly wondering if my daughter is Andy Goode's, actually Andy Goode's daughter. She Even though my wife and Fingerless Andy Goode have never time. met. Um, no, Fingerless Gloves, no. She has got a ginger mullet, though. She's got a proper ginger scallop. Um, Bald and really front. short at the front, really long at the back. <laughs> it's genuinely bizarre. It looks people look at double take as if I've. I tell people now that I've shaved it in for lols, but I haven't. Weird looking kid, mate. Weird looking kid. But she means well. She didn't mean well at three o'clock this morning. Oh no! Don't want to talk about it. Thanks. Should we move on? All right. Yeah. Yeah. What is there to talk about? Well, I got a bit of a long one about my weekend, so I want to ask you first. Um, how you doing, fella? What you been up to? How was your weekend? Very quiet. Didn't do much on Saturday, my friend. Covered the rugby on Sunday. Cardiff versus Newcastle in the Challenge Cup at the Arms Park. It was freezing cold, rained a little bit, very windy. Expected more from Newcastle. They had a much better team out. But when you leak two tries in the first five minutes, what are you going to do? And when you get a yellow card, sorry, red card. It wasn't a joke either. It was definitely a red card. Right. Red card's wrong. By Obatoyimbo. Yeah. Bang on half time. You're going to struggle. Yeah. So I was freezing cold all game. But it was a decent enough first half from Cardiff. And a pretty boring second half, if I'm honest. But I had Mike McCarthy to um, to cheer me up. I don't know Mike, but I get told a lot that he's real good fun. Yeah, he's he's got some fascination with Gary. I don't know, just calls everyone Gary or... Yeah. I don't quite get it, but I now call him Gary. Mike yeah. Gary, Mike Gary. Touched yeah, my hair yeah. at the start as well. Right. Of, uh, on air. Said something about, have I got some sun cream on? Touch the top of my head. It looked like because he's so tall. It looked like you know tapping his kid's head. If you had had hair, he was giving you a ruffle. Yeah, a little bit like that. Uh, Bugger. Which annoyed he's me. You. Which annoyed me. He's mocked you. I enjoy you getting called a bully online. For um, was it a bully? Someone called you for not letting go of Dwayne Peel's hand as he walked off. Yeah, yeah, found it. <laughs> I've loved I've loved looking at the comments on that on Wales Online or whatever it is where you're getting you know you're getting called all sorts of things. People just need to relax a bit. Um, you enjoyed it. He enjoyed it. Everyone else enjoyed it except these people that refuse <laughs> to enjoy anything. And some of those people are my favourite people in the world. I'll admit that. Some of them are going for personal attacks as well. I'm going to go at me like. But he always does this sort of stuff. The prick. Yeah. <laughs> Wales's version of Joe Marler. Don't rate him as a pundit either. <laughs> Just hammering me. Just absolutely going to town. I've never liked him. I got like guy, tries too hard. A guy had a go at me yesterday about the England squad. 
Oh, like, we evolved. He's deleted his tweet because I wanted to have a look at it. Before I, as I came upstairs, ran upstairs to get my laptop, I was having a quick look and he's, he's deleted it. Because I was searching, I, I wrote, did a tweet. And Dan Cole's been picked to the England squad. We'll talk about that in a minute. And I just did a tweet saying, good old Coley. You know, Coley was old when I played, mate. He's got to be 50. He's older than me, three years above me at school, Coley. Yeah. But someone replied um, about me being one-eyed and a joke. And somebody else had put can't believe Dan Cole's been picked and Val Rapava Ruskin hasn't. And I was like, they're, they're different positions, mate. Um, that's fine. People don't always know the loose head tighter thing. No worries. But then someone ripped into me saying I was as one-eyed as Borthwick, who is as one-eyed as... And I'm like, mate, what are you doing? What are you so upset about, mate? Anyway, I was going re- to reply with you online. I was going to compose my reply <laughs> with you on this pod. But he's deleted it. Whoever's done it's deleted it. I had um, to do a Welsh squad, mate. And when I did this Welsh squad... You know, t- to pick a squad, it'll take you. If you want it, if you're doing it properly, it's going to take you a while because you, you know, if you if you're just doing one off the top of your head, yeah, you, know, you need to think about things clearly. I just, it's a bit of fun picking a team, right? And you don't know injury updates of players, do you? You know that they have conversations with um, clubs, physio staff have conversations with medical staff at WIU. So you don't know how long players are out for. Like Lewis Rizamit, he's out for a bit. Yeah. Dylan Lewis, he's out for a bit. Uh, Leon Brown, he's not playing at the moment. You know, so these players are ones you don't know about. So I just, I just didn't pick them because you can't have like in brackets. Might be all right, bring him in, sort of thing. If he's all right, so yeah. you just go with with who's fit and the abuse you get. <laughs> I know. His, I know. Like I went for Morgan Morris because he's been playing really well. What? for yeah. Ospreys. Brilliant carrier, right? He's been good all season and there's no one else really to cover eight, I didn't think, who's playing eight regularly. And I went with him because of, you know, there's no one really behind Talupe Faladal. And then you, you go with other players that you rate. Like I went with a lot of youngsters. I thought, just get them in. You know, the World Cup's not too far away. Realistically, Wales aren't going to win it with everything going on with new mate, coach you're so anti-Wales with <laughs> I'm just being honest mate do you think Wales is going to win the World Cup yep okay with um, injuries new coach coming in the lot where Wales are as well they don't look like a team right now that's going to win a World Cup so I just saw I just got a bit of youth as well a mixture of a bit of youth some older players and I'm not doing it again nope just get it from all angles from yeah. what from what you do is a little bit of fun, just isn't worth it because there's nope. so many serious Susans out there. I just yeah, just can't be bothered with the grief. No, like, I used to do um, a Premiership fifteen every Sunday night yep. that they released on a Monday morning, and <clears throat> for one reason or another stopped doing it, and now they just let Prem Rugby understandably they just let the fans can vote online. Now what happens is Leicester will win 20-0, loads of Leicester fans will vote, almost all the team will be Leicester. So it depends how many fans vote. It's not like no one's voting for players from other teams. So at least five messages a week come to me with Prem Rugby copied in saying, this is a joke of a team. I'm like, I've stopped telling people I don't do it anymore. And now it's like, bring David Flatten back. And as one guy said recently, he stopped doing it because you all bitched at him all the time. I was like, yeah, it's not worth it. Like, for the round of drinks you get paid to do it, it's like, being frank about it, it's like, oh my God, if someone, somebody wants to pay loads of money for me to get a bit of abuse, I'll think about it. But 
you can't you can't pay a lot of money for these things. It's ridiculous. It'd be silly for them to do it. So it's just like, do you know what? I'm out actually, and it's not because I don't like the prem. I love the prem. I love the league, but it's mm. like I'm just you get enough grief. You get enough grief for an expressing an opinion on TV, let alone doing it for Twitter on Twitter for Twitter, where everyone is. And if you haven't you know, picked King of the Jungle, someone's oh, favourite from their team, then they want to let you know about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, go on, then ask me about my weekend. I know you want to. Right. Okay. We'll, we'll oh, try mate. and keep this quick. Yeah, I'll, I'll be but quick. I'll be quick. What did your weekend entail? Weekend off rugby. Just lovely. I love rugby, but it's weekends off are nice, aren't they? And um, the kids, for a few years, have been mentioning that they want to go to Centre Parks. I'm never been interested. Don't want to go. Uh, particularly doesn't appeal to me, especially with a baby as well. Um, but we just before Christmas, I was like, I'm, I don't mind buying things for my kids, but I, they just got so many possessions. It's not their fault. It's or it's our fault and all that. But you could buy them any possession you wanted, and it would just be on the floor a week later with all the other stuff they've got. And like a lot of kids, they they just need about a third of the actual possessions they have, and they'd be perfectly happy. So I I get them presents, but I actually like them to get them an experience for Christmas if I can. So we booked Centre Parks. Just so happened that one of my only weekends off was mid-January, which is probably, I'm guessing, like I would have guessed the cheapest time to go to Centre Parks. It was absolutely rammed. Um, So we did three nights. Friday, straight from school, back to school Monday morning from Centre Parks. It's only 40 minutes from home, right? Longly. So, Longly, yeah. So first balls up. We book it. First balls up. Oh my God, my 10-year-old has got an entrance exam on Saturday morning in Bath, 8.30 till 12.30, a few different exams at school. Right, brilliant. So we paid for the Friday night. We're going on the Friday night. So we go on the Friday night, get into our three-bed lodge. Kids love it, right, straight from school. They love it. But we have to leave at half seven the next morning to get back to school. All of you? So, <clears throat> No, me and the two big ones because the bigger one also had a netball match that she could have missed if she was at Centre Parks. But as I'm driving one of them back, she's like, well, you might as well drive me back too. And I can play netball then while she's doing her exam because it means I don't miss a game, which is great. I'm glad she wanted to play. Whereas Freya and the baby um, stay at Centre Parks on their own until we get back at like two o'clock. So that is a carnage morning. It's super intense. Like she's super, my daughter was super anxious about her exam on the night before. Day of on Saturday when that came, she was fine. But it was like, right, this is carnage logistics. Anyway, to sum it up, Tommy, uh, Friday end of school until lunchtime Saturday was pretty hectic. But after that, Centre Parks, two two observations on Centre Parks. One was Freyers. You know the expression no expense spared. I would say Centre Parks is a place where with every expense spared. So anything they can fleece you for, they fleece you for. We went to the pancake house for breakfast and it wasn't a lot shy of 60 quid and we just had a pancake each. Didn't even have a coffee because I saw a friend and Bath and they were like, take your own coffee to make in your lodge. Do not buy any coffee. It's terrible. So didn't literally didn't even have a drink, but had a big pancake where it's like 60 quid for breakfast. Girls go like indoor climbing, 84 quid for 45 minutes of climbing. Then they go on the little tree thing, on the wicked high treetop things, zip yep. wires and stuff, wicked. 
that's another, what is it, 85, 84, 85 quid. It keeps going and going and going till you've spent a family holiday on three nights. Mm. But what I would say is they absolutely, and it's not that clean, all that stuff. You walk in and you think, this is a bit budget. The kids, that's my first observation, the kids absolutely loved it to the point where it might be one of their favourite weekends of their whole lives to date. And they were just buzzing so hard from it that it was a massive success and the the mattresses are terrible, the pillows are terrible, we hardly slept, we had a bloody baby who is wonderful except during the hours of two and five. So we were all knackered, all that stuff, hectic days, but it was, the kids just loved it. So we'll probably go back. I like Santa Parks and I agree with you, it's, there's just expenses everywhere. I bring everywhere. my own food and cook a lot in the house when we go. I haven't been for a while though. Um, and you're right. Sometimes I look at and think, do you guys want to go to Centre Parks or shall we go away? Because yep. it's near enough the same cost. Might, it's yep. a little bit more to go away. But you do all the outdoor activities there. You're climbing, you're canoeing. You know, they've got a lake you can do. The pool's wicked. Yeah, the pool's good, but you can go down to the sports bar down the end. You can play badminton. Um, yep. You've got bowling, table tennis. There's loads of stuff like to keep your kids active, and it is good. But, yeah, it does come at a hefty cost. But there's plenty to do. You just need deep pockets. It's like when you book a flight, isn't it? You think, ah, oh, £99 for a flight to Ibiza. And then by the time you've added... Doesn't include a seat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not allowed to wear shoes for 99 quid. Added everything else. It, yep. it comes to about 250 quid. So, yeah. Yep. A lot of hidden costs there, I would say. But the pool is great. And my kids love it as well. The worst time I've ever been there is when we left on a Sunday night, filled the car up full of bags, no room for anything else in there, pull out of Longley, just about to get on the main road, puncture. Yeah. To empty all the bags out, get the tyre out, the jack, do it all, pouring down with rain, and then you've got to drive... 50 miles an hour, 60 miles an hour home on a little oh my God. on a little racing bike tyre. Oh, my God. Yeah. You see, there's... Oh, yeah. It, yeah. That put me off. It is. Yeah, and you bike everywhere, and that's great. But if it's pissing with rain, you've got to get on your bikes. Five but, of you, including yeah. a baby on the baby seat, and it's pissing with rain, and it's freezing. But it, the kids loved biking everywhere. Yeah. Did you take your own bikes, or do you hire them? Well, got rid of my bloody bike rack, didn't I? About six months ago, I thought, I haven't got anywhere to store that. I'm going to get rid of that. Never use it. Never use it. So yeah. I have to hire bikes. Oh, we take ours. Yeah, ridiculous. So it saves a bit of a cost. But it, yeah. it is it is good, mate. You just, if you bring your own food and your own drinks, then you save a fair bit of money that way. You're right with a coffee. I get it. Um, but it's stuff like we had on the Sunday night as a little reward for... Um, like, because the girls love getting dressed up and going out for dinner. And it's one of those things when you've got a big age gap with your kids, like you have, it's especially when Hetty's are still a baby. It's like, girls, we, we can do that, but it's probably just going to be daddy that comes with you. And then, you know, Freya and the baby will stay at home. And then Buddha, my, my 10 year old, is like, we don't want to do that because we don't, we want to be together. And it's not a proper holiday meal out. What about, and then this couple happened to mention 
that we spoke to that you can get deliveries to your lodge. They can bring, you know, Deliveroo. So I was like, oh, great. So there's a Chinese there and the kids have never had a Chinese meal because I'm an amazing dad. And um, we were allowed uh, naughty drinks and a Chinese takeaway on the Sunday night. And it was bloody lovely food. It was really, really good. I don't know what it cost because I didn't pay for that one. But it's like, I don't care because we loved it so much. Um, But it is kind of like... When you're an adult, you can see the corners that have been cut. Any corner they can cut, they cut. When, but you can see that when you're a kid, you can't see it. So you just have to get past that as a parent, not mention it, and love how much your kids love it. And my kids are very lucky kids. It's not like they travelled the world, but we've been on some nice holidays here or there. Nothing like crazy posh, but we've done some nice stuff. I honestly don't think they enjoy anything more than Devon in the summer, but centre parks might take the cake they absolutely loved it so what they do at centre parks does work it just isn't cheap taking mine to ibiza in the summer you're gonna get them on it a few pills yeah (laughs) (laughs) the cow pole yeah (laughs) fish hooking in with cow pole open wide some puritan enjoy the buzz babe uh yeah there's we booked like an all-inclusive holiday that's really good for kids Bit like have, cent- you been, have you been with family before? Yeah, go away every year, mate. No, but we've been to um, Ibiza with the kids. Yeah, not this resort, though. This is a this is a different one. Apparently, it's amazing for kids, Ibiza. Yeah, hopefully be good. It's the best place in the world, Ibiza. It's the best place in the world, except Devon and Bath. And um, I'd rather go out. Posh bit of Cardiff there. where you live? Penarth. Penarth. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was good, mate. It was good. And, but you know, you you have three nights of crap sleep on a really, really crap bed. Kids don't care, but it's a crap bed, especially when you're grossly overweight like I am. This like this is a terrible bed. Um, so you're like, right. And then finally on the third night, the baby sleeps through. But at 4, 20 past 4, you're awake because your body's used to waking up at that point. So that's just it. You're awake. And then finally get home last night for a good night's sleep. And it's like, no, baby's being a baby again. She is bloody lovely, but... She's not when she's crying oh, at the early hours in the morning. Been there, been there. Mate. But it's good. Yeah. She's got a great mum, so she's all right. She's got a pretty average dad. In the middle of the night, I'm pretty average. Hunter-gatherer, that's what you are. Yeah, exactly. I was hunter-gathering at the gym this morning, and then I have a coffee with a friend. Just hunter-gathering, mate. What'd you do? Um, did um, some cable chest, or some bi- a bit of bike... Some cable chest, uh, some cable chest is amazing. Downs. It's yeah, it's great. Right in there. I prefer it to dumbbells. Actually, I don't have to stabilise the dumbbells. I, it's easier. Stabilising dumbbells helps my hurts my shoulders, so I prefer cables. And you also and, don't um, need someone to hand you a dumbbell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah. Did some um, uh, lap pull down, and I can't get very heavy on that. And I have to go to the front because I can't put my hands behind my head. But it's just well, you shouldn't me. anyway. You should go to the front. Oh right, okay. Behind the head start hurting your neck again yeah it's just for me it's just getting my arms above my head it sounds weird but they don't like going up there so it's quite nice to have a bar to just pull them up there and give them a bit of a stretch Mm. yeah nothing too crazy boy nothing too crazy planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more 
and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We've got loads to talk about today, mate. So we should <coughs> we should probably get into it. Uh, Do you want to talk about rugby, Tom? Okay. Uh, should we talk about we some do the, the England red- squad first? Should, yeah, should we talk about some of the red cards? Have you seen any? Um, yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking about. Yeah, go for it. I was thinking about doing um, like almost like skipping the rugby yeah, scores and results and stuff because we got squads to talk about. There was a little clip from Les Kiss talking about red cards. And yeah. Uh, what did he say? I haven't seen that. Um, that he's flabbergasted by some of them. Yeah. Uh, the ones I've seen, I, th- I think I've seen most of them are red cards. I would say Henry Slade wasn't a red card. Where yeah, okay, tackles on the chest and the arm rises up. Could yep. could be a yellow, I think, if that. But the others, yeah, um, Obatoyingo, as I said, he got a red card. He's just upright in a tackle. Um, same with Loder. Yeah, uh, got a bend. Got a bend at the hips. There was yep. Munster red card as well. If there's no dip. Then and there's not a significant decrease in height, then you're going to get a red card all if down. If there's the... no dip, you're going you're for the tip. Yeah, exactly. Yours. If yeah, uh, tackle technique is way more important than anything at the moment, and it's, it's killing games. But obviously, player safety is paramount, as we know, and players just have to adjust and and change. Might take a bit of yeah. time because, you know, it's like if you if you've tackled for the majority of your career upright, and then all of a sudden now you can't because if connection is made with the head, it's going to be a red card. Then you have to change, but it does take time. You yeah. can't just do it overnight. You can't just say right from now on all we can do is tackle low because it just doesn't work like that. You've got to. I think they've it, had a while though. They have had a while, but you're still. You're talking about something you've done for years and years. Well, forever, and years. actually. Yeah, yeah. So it is difficult to change. And as soon as they get tackling right at a youth level, a kid level, so they come through the ranks, then, then you're not going to get as many red cards. But it is going to take time. And the play, the young players coming through today, you know, will will have far better tackle technique than some of the older players. 
because because it, that's all they've done. Now, some players are different. I get that. Like Courtney Laws would have tackled low all his life. He just would have been one of those players. Not everyone is like that. I remember being a kid. I'm sure it was the same for you. When you're 10, 12, whatever it is, 13, maybe 14, it's round the legs. I can't run without their legs. And then as soon as you start getting towards like a decent standard of rugby and you realise you're going to get picked for this county or that county, it's like, no, 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 no. Guys, we do not tackle on the legs. You target the ball because what kills defences more than anything else is offloads. Yep. kills you. Yep. So you cannot tackle low, guys, unless there's someone tackling high and it's two-man tackle. So you are told, but under no, you're absolute. The first guy goes high, second guy goes low. So it is drummed into you from an early age. You have to tackle higher than the waist. So there is there's definitely something in that. I agree that of all of them, I don't disagree with anything you said. But the I've seen on Twitter people going mad saying that Henry Slade thing was never a red card, and then the Henry everyone who's apologising for Henry Slade's red card or saying it shouldn't be doesn't care about the safety of players. I absolutely care about the safety of players as one of the lads who wakes up every now and again and thinks, hmm, hopefully it's not me whose brain starts malfunctioning and that sort of stuff. We're all sitting with our fingers crossed, hoping it's not us. We're worried about our friends who are struggling. We are in it, right, to a point. We're kind of that generation. So I absolutely care about player safety. But that is never a red card, ever. It just isn't. He hits it, it rides up. He's not upright. I mean, I there is an argument there. I I think, you know, we get 100 replays and we're all wise after the event. We're under no pressure. That's a penalty for me at most. It does ride up, so I think a peno is fine. I don't even call that a yellow card. You have and to, you can, you you can have tweet to, me saying I'm a moron <sighs> if you want, but that's what I think. You have to understand as well, not everyone likes tackling. So they look at ways in which they don't have to get low and they don't have to either get bounced or get their head down low yeah. around someone's knees so they end up going high they end up going a soak up tackle which you go high and you sort of use the player's momentum and you, you sort of soak it up a little bit but if you get that wrong you're going to get red here's carded one. whilst if you go low and get that wrong you're not going to get red carded here's one um, you spoke about it it was either Dan Bigger or Reese Patchell tackling upright I think maybe a forearm in the face from Karevi or someone that was bigger, but Patchell. was it Patchell that got knocked out tackling upright? Yeah. And what that is about, you're right. It's it's a non-aggressive action, but it's actually too passive. So you actually do have to get your head down and get it in the mixer, don't you? And often the sometimes upright tackles are reckless and head on head. Sometimes they're actually because the guy doesn't want to get his head in the mixer, yeah. Luke Cowan-Dickey style or Joe Marler style, isn't it? And you've also got a. There's also different tackle techniques for different situations like sometimes you have to absorb a hit if you're close to your line soak up the hit and get your body body underneath the tackle and ride back with them so they can't get the ball down other times you've got to go higher other times you go low you know it's there's so many different tackles for different situations it's just trying to make sure you get that right tackle in the right situation in half a second of thought basically from an English point of view watch Courtney Laws watch Joe Marler Watch Dan Lydia. Watch Dan Lydia do that. They're just immense. Like Joe Marler tackling defensively is just immense. Absolutely brilliant technique. 99 times out of 100. Um, Hit me with the England squad. Let's go. That's what people have tuned in for. I think what I've got here is I've got a list of the England squad in front of me and I'll probably miss the odd guy that hasn't been picked. But the, the headlines like up front... 
you know, Joe Marlon not included. Mm-hmm. Um, so at least said you've got Ellis Genge, obviously, and they've um, gone with Mako Vunapola um, and Bevan Rod. Now, Bevan Rod is kind of an all-rounder whose scrummaging is getting better. Really, really good player defensively. Ball in hand, breakdown. He is an excellent, excellent prospect. I thought that Mako um, might get the nod um, over Marla, uh, but Marla's had a couple of weeks off, of course. But I, I heard that on the grapevine that Borthwick was really keen on Marla, so that came as a bit of a surprise, but the grapevine can be wrong. But Val Rapava Ruskin at Gloucester, um, Georgian born Lou said, is just in the most unbelievable form. And I wonder if he's not quite fit. He went off mm. at half time against Saris the other day and I don't know, but that is a surprise omission for me because he has been the form player in the premiership, let alone prop. He's been amazing. Um so that was a bit of a surprise, but to put someone in, you've got to drop somebody. I guess that's uh Bevan Rod, the sale loose head it you you would drop there, but Bevan Rod I think is really worth having in that squad for a period of time because he could be the next guy that comes through and before you know it, it's got 50, 60 caps and is an amazing all-round contributor like Mako's been. So that is kind of fine. Um, Nick Asikwe in um, at second row, which is an interesting one. He's been out for a long time injured. He's only just back. Um, so that that's an interesting one. Um, Dan Cole recalled. First, mm. first England squad since the uh, World Cup final. Absolutely there on merit. He's been in really good form. He's a rock. Um, like the whole England pack that day, he got he got beaten up, which just happens. Um, but in English terms, Dan Cole is absolutely the real deal. It's just what we do now is we compare every front rower to the South Africans. And at the moment, they are just a league ahead. They're a level ahead of everyone, basically in terms of raw power at the set piece. They're just a level ahead. So it's almost like they're tier one and everyone else is tier 1.5. Um, Tom Curry's out, Ben Curry straight in. Nice right story that, players. isn't it? Ben Curry yeah, lovely. selected first, yeah. got injured, Tom Curry came on and ended up being the incumbent. Being a legend. Yeah. Started three tests of the Lions, not so great for Ben. Um, Billy Vunapola left out, mm-hmm. uh, Don Brandt and Simmons in. Um, I can see why. I mean, Sam Simmons offers something very different because um, he's so dynamic. I think he's a massively underrated tackler and defender, super powerful and aggressive. I think he's a brilliant player who has been disregarded for too long because he's not 125, 135 kilos. Um, potential to be, Jack with potential to be really uh, have a real big impact. Uh, Sam Simmons, uh, Jack Willis is in there, which is great. He'll ben be fun Earl. to watch. Back ben in. Earl, thank God he's in there. Um Im- immense player, just immense. Ollie Chesham, I love. Um, there's a couple of people on Twitter saying Borthwick's only picked him because he plays for Leicester. Well, naturally, you're going to, if you've got a 50-50 between somebody you know really well and somebody you don't, you'll pick the player yep. you do. Well, like Gatlin picked 13 Lions once, didn't he? Yep, and 13. Four, and yep. 13 Ospreys. 13 Ospreys, yeah, exactly. For a so, Chesham, I think, is a fantastic Really good player and a fantastic prospect. I really like that selection. Um, there are lots of guys like Ted Hill left out and Ollie Lawrence, and you're like, wow, but there's only so much room. In the backs, there was chat about uh, Marcus Smith not getting picked. Lol, lol, lol. Of course, he's getting picked. See him at the weekend. Um, Max, Max, yeah, amazing. Amazing. Max Malin's in. Love that. Dan Kelly in. Love that. 
Uh, Ollie Hassel Collins uncapped. So Jack Noel left out. Mm. Uh, Joe Thock and a singer left out. Johnny May left out. Elliot Daly in. Elliot Daly in. I mean, fifteen or thirteen. Uh, fifteen. Yep. Yep. Um, fifteen for me. He he for me is one that has to start because. Oh, man, he's so good. He can do everything. He really can. You know, you you can slot him in at first receiver. Absolutely no problem. You know, he can be yeah. a creator or he can be a finisher. He's not just like a strike runner. He's someone that can put you into space and set you up. Or you give him the ball and he can just finish. Yep. I I, I love the fact he's back in. I mean, he should never have been out. I think most people would agree with that. He's a naturally um, gifted rugby player. Yep. It's... He is and Freddie Stewart is obviously looks like he's got the 15 shirt sewn up, which is fine. But I do quite like the idea. Now, tell me if this is a load of rubbish, but I do quite like the idea of say you have Elliot Daly on one wing. Bear in mind, Anthony Watson's not fit at the moment. Freddie Stewart at fullback and Max Malins um, or Tommy Freeman on the other wing. Mm. Now, I quite like the idea of the three of them kind of roaming around and Elliot Daly spending a bit of a time at fullback in attack so he can hit the line a bit wider. Well, this is, um, my, this is what I was going to say to you. Freddie Stewart, brilliant in the air, isn't he? Like, he's, mm. he's rock. But does Elliot Daly offer more in counter-attack than Freddie? Yep. Um, and he's a long-range goal, long goal kicker. But Freddie Stewart is actually really impressive in attack a lot of the time. Um, he runs good lines. He's yeah. massive. He's a massive bloke, which does help. Um, yeah, you're right. But he has, he'd be 15, and I reckon Elliot Daly on yeah. the wing. Yeah. yeah, And, you know, depending on your personnel, so Malins, I just love, um, didn't understand why he got dropped last time he got dropped. But too posh. Too posh, public school system, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Someone's going to have to tell Eddie Jones that the Australian system relies quite heavily on the private school system as well, but don't worry. Um, so, you know, I quite like the idea of them mixing around a bit. And also, if you're playing against the box-kicking team, having Freddie Stewart on the wing is no bad thing because he's so good in the air. So mm. I wonder if they might play around with that a little bit. Uh, Manu, obviously in. Um, but I quite, I do quite like the idea of England picking a 12 at 12. Um, I do quite like the idea of... I quite like the idea of, of course, Manu if he's on form, but Farrell's captain, so he's going to start. Farrell at 10... Um, Manu at 12 or I quite like Dan Kelly at 12 Slade at 13 if he's not banned for the non-red mm. um, but Van Portfleet and Youngs are in but Alex Mitchell the key selection at 9 for me he is just all round he's just brilliant he's one of those players that you almost you probably can't do it but you almost need to put him in and leave him in and over time he's a sort of guy that would just have a huge effect on any team I think because he just does it all he's such a threat such a clever player. Um, so I, I like that. Joe Marchant's in. He's off to Stad next season, but he's in. Wonderful all-round player. But yeah, you've got Finn Smith, Young 10, Caden Murley and Ollie Hassel-Collins on the wings. Mm. Um, good squad. Like yeah. it. Lots of different options. That's for sure. I don't think... Think they're... about the back rowers that have been left out, mate. Yeah. There's just tons of them. Yeah, but that's because you've got so many teams, mate, in the Premiership. Yeah. So. And there's Can't some... pick them all, boy. There's so many good teams playing at the moment you look at between first and bottom you know it's yeah no one's really running away with it everyone's pretty even which is which is what you want uh not I would one say, bath player in the whole squad i say because i'm sitting in bath there i was would one in the whole say squad. pretty punchy the farrell smith combo is over as much as we were think? saying i think it will work like young's not young's ford and farrell yeah you know we go back to some of the best games they've played 
All Blacks semi-final 2019. I don't yeah. think that's going to work. I think you either pick one or the other. You, well, you pick Farrell at 10 because then you have someone like Marcus Smith who at the moment has to buy a little bit of time. I think buy his time. Um, uh, yeah. And you bring him off the bench to change the game up because he offers something completely different. I would not be surprised to see George Ford causing a problem mm. once he's fit. But you could you start the game with Farrell at 10, Manu at 12, and then if you need to change it up, you can move. You've got different options. You take Farrell off, but he, then he's your captain, so you really want him on. You bring Smith on, you move Farrell to 12, and yeah. take Tuolangi off or or someone else off, Slade off at 13. Yeah. yeah. Then straight away, just one substitution, the whole outlook of your attack is completely different. I think I think about the top teams, and you might uh, dismiss this, but not all the top teams. But you think about the box have got uh, what you call inverted commas a proper twelve. You think about you know they've either got Esther Hayes or DLND. You think about um, Karevi for Australia. You know a lot of these teams. You think about Dante if he's fit. Inside Fiku at twelve, these are proper punchy twelves. These are not second five eights, and I think it. If you've got someone who can do it all, like a Dante, like a Dialandi, or Karev, those guys, I think it makes such a difference, not just to your team but to your ten. It just makes mm. his job so much easier. Um, you can use them off back a line out. It just make if you've got a twelve like that, it makes life easier yep. for everyone clearing out and for your ten and thirteen. Yep. I think. What yeah. do you think of Eddie Jones? Did you see that? Oh, great in it, Australia coach. Mate, this is drama. I love it, mate. Released twelve hours before Borthwick released his first England squad. <laughs> I feel sorry for Dave Rennie. One thing for Dave Rennie, he will not be short of work because no, he's a quality coach. He's absolute quality, and you know he he picked up Australia when in probably one of their worst states. The injuries they had, the players leaving, new players coming through. I actually think he didn't do too bad with what he had and what he had to pick from. Look at that last game they played against Wales. Look at all the injuries they had. Yet they still did a job when the pressure was right on them. So I feel a bit sorry for him. Um, I really didn't think Eddie Jones would go back to Australia or Australia would have him. But this is brilliant. This is like this is like a soap opera. It's amazing, isn't it? It really is. Like England are going to face Australia in the quarterfinal, semi-final, you'd imagine, in the Rugby World Cup. And it just adds to it. it just adds to everything. It's, it's That is completely left field. Did not see that coming whatsoever. But it's certainly had a bit more spice now to the World Cup. And I, want, I wonder how it's been viewed and taken over in Australia. I wonder if it's a, well, posi- out, they, a positive view or not. I reckon it will be because he's a big player, isn't he? And they want someone to spruce things up a little bit and spice mm. things up. And I think it will be taken well on the whole. But if their press release said, you know, we've got the world's best coach coming home to coach Australia, you know, I, I sort of love that. I love their chat. Um, and is it, have I, I forgot, I've, I should have pulled up the World Cup uh, pool stuff on my screen but I haven't but is it right that England can meet Australia in the quarter final or semis yeah I think so I think or semis ah oh, like, be great They're in, it's in Australia and Wales' group but yeah I mean yeah and that's just going to be incredible isn't it 
I'd love it. I'd love it if that happened. It's just these little, because you don't get that that much in rugby. You get it in football. It's always like Mourinho against Ferguson and Mourinho, you know, that sort of stuff. You don't really get that in rugby. But when someone is as divisive as Eddie Jones, and I, I think it's great drama. Like, mm. I, I really hope they meet in a big game, in a court, in a knockout game. I really hope they do. I think it'd be great fun. Do you think it's poor from the RFU to let him coach another another international team? No. Back yourselves. No, nor do I. If you don't think he's right for you, it's not like we don't want you, but no one else can have you either. Yeah, no. I've, I've seen let him do it. Tweets on um, on Twitter saying, you know, that this is appalling. You should never let Eddie Jones be able to coach another international team that it's his job, England mate. might face in the World Cup. Yeah. Well, if you want to, you should be able to stop someone from continuing on with their profession. Yeah. Well, okay. You don't want him to coach Australia at the next World Cup, so. Let's say he's going to earn half a million quid between now and then. If you pay him an extra, you know, that plus a bit well, to not, then you've got you've got an argument. But otherwise, why are you going to do that? It'd be interesting to find out what actually happened. Maybe he was on gardening leave and then the job came up and saved the RFU a lot of money. Didn't have to pay him off, took the new role. Good point. Who knows? Good point. It's a bit like when um, at one club where I knew somebody, there was a coach who uh, got sacked and there was a coach below that coach who said <laughs> who basically was his, the, the the head coach's mate who'd just been sacked and he said I want to leave because of the way you treated him and he's like what do you mean the way we treated him we've basically lost all our games for years um, <clears throat> and it's been completely fair we've given him a check and that's it and it's all fine we've just had a coffee and mm. it's all done uh, yeah I know I object to the way you treated him but he doesn't object to the way we treated him. Why are you objecting? Well, I just think it's disgraceful, so I want to leave. Have you got another job lined up somewhere else? No. Are you lying? No. I want to leave. I want to get me, let me out of here. It's a disgrace. I refuse to work here. Okay, you can leave if you want. Yeah, well, you've got to pay me out. No, we haven't. You're leaving. We're not sacking you. Yeah, well, I'm leaving and you're in trouble. Everyone's in trouble. You're all horrible people. So it's like, okay, mate, you can leave if you want. That's no problem. So he left and three days later... Big contract in Japan was announced. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. yeah, on moral grounds. Cheers, then. But I reckon. Just, just say you want the cash, fella. I really reckon that this appointment of Eddie Jones coaching Australia, he's also in charge of the women's rugby out there as well, would have saved the RFU lots and lots of money. That's such a good point. I hadn't thought of that once. You're good. You are, boy. Anyway, so interesting old English squad. Oh, by the way. So Jamie George is in, um, there's uh, Luke Cowan-Dickey's injured. So at Hooker, they've brought in Jack Walker from Quinn's uncapped and George McGuigan, who's just got signed for Gloucester. Mm. Um, so one of those is going to end up playing for England in the next few weeks, which is lovely. Um, right, Wales. Yeah, Ken Owens is captain. Uh, with the sheriff. The sheriff is captain, which means maybe they're not sure of Dan Bigger's spot and whether... Someone like Owen Williams, who's playing 10 at the moment at the Ospreys, who's sort of single-handedly turned them around, I think, basically. Um, he's had a few caps. They tried him at centre. I think last time was 2017, but just looks looks so cool under pressure. Really low air account, makes really good decisions, and he's straight back in. Um, yeah, after four or five awesome games for the Ospreys. Um, Alan Jones is still in, but I think if you look at the if you look at what the start of fifteen is, Ken Owens is always going to start. 
at the moment. He'll start over Dowie Lake. He'll start over Bradley Roberts because... I do like Dowie Lake, but yeah, the Sheriff's got to start. I like Bradley I Roberts like too. But yeah, I like those Bradley two Robertson. can make massive impacts coming off the bench as well. Yeah. But you need experience there. You need leaders on the field still. I thought Nicky Smith might have a shout. Yeah, you said. maybe. Uh, they brought Wynne Jones back in. Reese Carey's in there as well. Gareth Thomas will be the the starting loose head, I'd imagine, yeah. and probably Reese Carey on the bench, who's been in great form ever since he didn't get selected in the autumn squad. Yeah, honestly, he's good on him. Really good, really good carrier. They use him off peels off the line out. Big old unit, man. Yeah, massive unit. And when he gets going, you need a proper unit to stop him as well. Um, tight heads are a bit of an issue. Uh, Thomas Francis is in. Dylan He'll Lewis stop. is injured at the moment and Leon Brown hasn't played much either. But obviously, you know, when Warren Gatlin's picking his squad, he's having daily updates of where they are injury-wise. So, yeah. But you, you were going in a little bit light on the tight head. Tom Bota, or Bota at the Ospreys, South African, he qualifies in the autumn and I'm sure he'll be in soon. We're South African, mate. Yeah. Stick but him he'll in. qualify. Uh, South African, stick him in, mate. Adam Beard is in. Reese Davis is in. He's been playing pretty well. Boy, Daft Jenkins, mate, down at Chiefs. Yeah, but... Good player, boy. Reese Davis played six against Montpellier. Uh, great result for the Ospreys. Yeah, really good. Just obviously a, a bit of bulk. They, they want a like big Reece pack. Davis. Yeah. Uh, probably Alan Wynne-Jones start for you? Because I know Will Rowlands is injured, but does Alan Wynne-Jones start for you? Not sure. Not sure whether they'll go... Beard will start, won't he? Yeah, Beard will start whether they'll go Reese Davis or not. Um, Teddy Williams is in yes. as a new cap been doing pretty well I don't know if he'll feature too heavily can but you tell me about him a bit I don't know enough about him second row um, pretty good carrier had quite a few games this year for, for Cardiff um, come off the bench a few times but looks good looks athletic and big and quite aggressive as well there are many Teddies about me no there's not I don't know another Teddy mm, there you do Teddy Thomas. Teddy Thomas. Uh, Teddy Thomas. So he's in. Then the back. Falatau's pick. What a joke. Yeah. Only kidding. I think Only kidding. Jack Morgan will play six and Tipperick will play seven, I'd imagine. Let's just mention Tipperick the other day, mate. Raphael. I know. Let's just mention Tipperick, mate. He's jokes, mate. He's a joke. But he, mate. Even, even when you look at like Alex Cuthbert's try, which was brilliant from Ospreys, really simple. It was like three carries. One off the line out, hit up, two carries, and then Tipperick was involved in a bit of phase play with the backs and ended up putting Alex Cuthbert into the corner. And that's what you can do with him because he's so good because he gets it. He gets lines of running. He gets – because he's fast as well. You know, he's agile. He can change direction. You know, he's he's good as a decoy. He's good as a playmaker. And he just knows. He's got rugby intelligence like you wouldn't believe. And then obviously for his try as well, which – Keelan Giles did awesome down the left hand yeah. side. Keep to keep so it good and get the ball away. But yeah. here's a question for you, Tipperick. I always look at players from different teams, different countries, and think, how many caps would they get for them? How many caps would they get for them? So you might have fifty Welsh caps or England caps or French caps. How many caps would you get for the All Blacks or the Box or whatever? And mm. it's all completely nonsense. But Justin Tipperick, I reckon, probably wouldn't have as many caps for the. Springboks as he's got for Wales because they sort of like him rough and tough as a default. Mm. Maybe he would, but I reckon he would have just about as many for the All Blacks. I mean, Richie McCaw might have something to say about that in the early days. 
I reckon he'd have a ton of caps for England, ton of caps for France, ton of caps for whoever he wanted. Australia, yeah. Joe, Australia, he's immense. One of the biggest things people forget about him is he's our number one line-out jumper. Takes yeah. so many line-outs, yeah. Yeah. So... Um, and people think that's just because he's not that heavy and he got a bit of spring, and that is part of it. But to be a good line-out forward, you need, some, you need something that you can learn, but it's difficult. You do need timing. You yeah. need spatial awareness and timing and there are lots of guys you could chuck up in the air who'd be crap equally there are some massive guys like simon shaw 610 probably 20 stone when he was playing brilliant line out forward because his timing was amazing mm. you know and his skills are amazing when he's up in the air and so yeah it's you're right you, it's, yeah. it's like playing cards isn't it? you've got a fake yeah christian like christians are might if he plays a bit he might do some damage you know because he's yeah he's some fella wainwright is in lot. Um, yep. So he was probably was toss up over him, maybe Moriarty, Moriarty, yeah. Morgan Morris, who can't play much better at the moment. I I love Morgan Morris, mm. but then backs um, wise, uh, Thomas Williams, Reese Webb Hardy. back in, boy, yeah. Webby's back in. He's playing awesome, He's playing so well. Yeah, but he has been for for a while. The only thing that Wales were looking at under Pivot was probably trying to bring new players in, younger players through. But he's obviously can't look past him he's been playing that well so, so he's in yeah. I still think Thomas Williams will be the number one choice okay but you've got then a bit of experience in Webb and also another decent player in Kieran Hardy as well Dan Bigger obviously going to be in Reese Patchell has been recalled uh, they've had right. a, they've had a couple of stints with looking at Jared Evans Sam Costello Reese Patchell at the moment is probably first choice at the Scarlets hasn't been first choice all year Sam Costello started the season and that's why he got called up into the autumn but last few games he's been playing pretty well and he just looks like he brings his back line into the game a lot more if if, mm. you, if you know what I mean like they, they look mm. a better unit when he's at 10 he puts players into space and when you look at like centre plays and centres what makes a good centre is having a good 10 who identifies where the space is and can give you the ball and can give you some space and he just seems to do that really well. A few issues still defensively over him, but also can cover 15. Owen Williams is in, number 10. I quite like to see him at number 12 at some stage. Can I make a quick comment about 10s? Yep. This is something I might have said before on the pod, I don't know, but it's something that the great Paul Grayson said to me a few years ago that I haven't forgotten, is that it's easy to see if a 10 is doing the fundamental bits well because... You'll see him tackle. You'll see him miss tackles if he misses them. You'll see him make tackles if he doesn't. His kicking from hand is it's exposed, so everyone can see if it's any good. Kicking for goal is obvious if he's doing that well. Those bits are obvious, but a re- that's great. But the real test of a ten is how good his midfield looks and how well his midfield fares against the opposition. And if a ten's doing really well then his thirteen is either scoring or assisting the scoring of a hatful of tries, making breaks. Yeah. Yeah, so if you're not, so if you're, 30, you're 12 and 13 ain't doing much, if if we're confident that you're 12 and 13 are up to it, but they're not doing much, the first place you look is the 10 and say, well, actually, he might be missing not many tackles. He might be kicking the corners quite nicely, but actually, we got a load of lads here. We're not getting the best out of because these things aren't happening. So mm. the fact that the Reese Patch will bring in his backs into the game is such a subjective thing, but it's so important, isn't it? There's so many options as well now, flats. For mm. I think 
the pack, picking the pack is quite easy. Picking the backs will be quite difficult as to yeah. what Warren Gatlin wants to do and how he wants to play. And when the team is selected, it'll give us a good insight of how he wants to play because you can go with a Kieran Williams at 12 who who will give you game line, hits really good angles, uncapped at the moment, but has been playing that well. It's difficult for him not to be selected. Or you have a look at Joe Hawkins who started against Australia and looked really good. Um, yeah. Wales are able to play a little bit wider with him because he's a distributor as well as being a big lump and, and tough and, and can also hit angles. Or you go back to Nick Tompkins and George North, which we, we've tried and it works okay, but I wouldn't say it is cemented in, not like a Henson-Shanklin combo, for instance. Oh, God. Christ. You love having him inside you. But I, I love... I, I watch Nick Tompkins more mate. than I watch... <laughs> I watch... Nick Tompkins more than I watch any of the other Welsh centres of course because he plays in the Prem and I watch more of that but he is a proper handful like he's such a pain in the ass to play against I he, I think he's quite difficult not to pick Tompkins he's playing so, yeah he's playing so well for Saris when he plays he's had chances at Wales before I think he's looked good mm. I thought he's looked good quite a lot mm. you know more about it than I do in the, of course you do okay yeah it's been doing okay, but I wouldn't say he's a standout at the moment. Okay. I agree he's been playing well for Saracens, but I, I still don't think we're settled on a centre combination, which is really important. Um, I just want George North to get a run of games at 13 and be really aggressive. That's yeah, what I want. Look good towards the end of the autumn campaign, especially defensively, making some really good reads. In right. attack, you know what you can do. Um, and then Liam Williams, Lee Halfpenny. Yeah, they're in. Lewis Rizam is in. I, th- I don't know if they're going to get access to him until maybe the third or fourth game. Rio Dyer's in. Cuthbert's in. Adams is in. So, all in all, strong squad. A bit of a mixture of a bit of youth, a bit of experience, and a couple of players that Warren Gatland wants to have a look at and maybe a glimpse into how Wales are going to play. Because now we have to change the style. The of list play. of backs I'm looking at doesn't have Lewis Rizam on it. Zamet on it. It does. He's in. Oh right, okay. That's this is Wales online. They've missed that out. He's not on it. Uh, um, he, he's in the one I looked at on WRU. All right, cool. I mean, he's going to be in as soon as he's fit, anyway. So. Yeah, but he might. He won't start maybe the first two or three games. We yeah. think. Because so they've injury. got to change. So tell us, tell us how Tom Shanklin, seventy cap international, double lion selected, um, multiple Grand Slam winner thinks Wales need to change the way they play. Please, we need to play more. We can't play. We can't be as physical as we used to play. I don't think. Um, p- part of it is ultimately winning the game line, but we don't look like, we're not playing as a team. We didn't look like that in the autumn. The best we looked was against Australia and also last year's Six Nations. We're not taking opportunities when they're on. We're playing it too flat all the time and we're not playing out the back enough. Um, I looked at the Six Nations last year, covered all those games and we're just asking the forwards to do way too much. And when it's on, we're not getting ourselves in the right position to play. So we, we have to understand rugby a lot better. And we have to look like some of, the, some of the better teams. You look at Ireland and you look at their attack and they flood channels with numbers and they flood yeah. it with players and they flood it with decoys. And I think we have to look at that model more than what we're doing of one-up rugby, one-up um, players running. You have to kick the ball more internationally than you do at club level you, you can't play the same as you play for your club at international level because the competition is a lot greater there's less space out there but 
I want to see a more attacking team. And I want to see Wales actually having a better crack at opposition. You know, so you get a scrum in the midfield. I don't really want to see the ball going up in the air. You know, that scrums for me and set piece a perfect opportunity to launch plays. They don't always have to be wide. You know, they, they don't always have to be full of decoys. But I want to see Wales do more with the ball. So Alex King's got quite a big job to step into. Um, I wouldn't say there's ultimately loads of pressure on him at the moment because he's new. And I wouldn't say there's loads of pressure on Warren Gatlin at the moment because they're new, yeah. they've taken over from Wayne Pivak. So for me, they can actually go out there and, and try to play something different and they'll have a bit of leeway. And I think people understand, you know, it's it's, it's a new management setup, it's a new team and we have to develop there okay that's good right. boy I like that I like that mate you've done well there boy alright bro hey well done for today fella this is quite a rugby heavy one centre parks and rugby heavy alright mm. um, I've warmed up my windows are alright they're um, got a bit of a sweat on have you talking I haven't got a sweat on but they're improved they're improved um, I had a secret cup of soup during the um, pod oh you're good you are curried good. vegetable soup in a mug a large mug with some grated cheese on top. I got minestrone. Oh, well done, mate. Not into soups, except they're good for when you. they're tasty. They're good for you, and it's a good way of filling yourself up without filling your body full of shit. Yeah, and after Centre Parks, we didn't eat. We came home, we like my our bodies were just craving vegetables. It was like we've just eaten loads of bad food there. Mm. Chinese was good, though, boy. Ooh, Once a year, I can do a Chinese, I think. Once a year? Yeah. Who are you? And that and KFC. I do probably about once no, a year. No, no, no. You're doing more? Gross, mate. Oh, gross. Oh, Can't do right. KFC. Gross, oh, mate. Found a food that Flatman hates. Yeah. I'd probably quite like it if I tried it. But. Well, when you have your stag do, that's what we're going to eat. Oh, yeah. We need to get on that. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll get on it. I'm not getting on it. It's not for me to organise, is it? We'll get Pauly on it. He'll sort it out. Okay. Uh, look, to everyone who uh, tunes in and listens, or downloads and listens, thank you. Um, please feel free to leave us reviews on the award-winning podcast. Um, end of every season, we have a chat, don't we? Should we do it next year? And we always say, yeah. But the amount of people that mention this pod, I can't quite believe it. Um, but obviously, it's elite content talking about our weekends away. <laughs> How um, expensive pancakes are. How expensive pancakes are. I did. I had a bake. It was a bacon and cheese pancake, like oh, savoury. savoury. Oh. Do you know the best way yeah. to cook pancakes? How? If you want them like fluffy American style at home. Yeah. Just use a cup. A cup from your cupboard. that You have a, a mug of tea in, for instance. Yeah. Fill it up with self-raising flour. Put that into yeah. a bowl. Fill it up with milk. Put that into a bowl. One egg. Whisk it up. Pinch of salt. Whisk it up good, though, so it gets fluffy. And yeah. then bit of butter in the pan and then just pour on little circles, three little circles in your frying pan. Turn when the bubbles start to appear on the top of the pancake and then you're done. How many is that going to make me though? Uh, it'll make you probably nine small circle ones, which you want. All right, so if I do three cups, it'll give me 27. Yeah. All right, fine. That's what I need to know, mate. Right. Just stopping at three of my three little ones. Look at me. Um, Look at me. All right, boy. Nice Good luck to you, all right? Speak to you next week. Cheers, lad. Bye.
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. <laughs> 